It's time for the 8-Minute Devotion. The 8-Minute Devotion is a daily message that fills you with hope and encouragement from the Word of God. Here's your host, Pastor Cameron Walcott. Well, hello, hello, and welcome back to the 8-Minute Devotion. So glad you have chosen to join us today for our Tuesday episode as we look at the book of Romans. We are just starting on this series. We are going to be looking at this precious book of Romans, this wonderful letter that the Apostle Paul wrote to the church in Rome. Now, of course, uh, Romans is a long book. It's 16 chapters, and we are not going to go through it just verse by verse. Uh, that's that's not going to be the, uh, the format of our study. You know, that's a great format, but we're not going to do that. It would take us even more time. I want to spend a few weeks on Romans, but, you know, verse by verse would, uh, would really, really take us some time. But what we're going to be doing is looking at the great themes of Romans, sort of chapter by chapter, we see we see these great themes in Romans. So the first great theme in Romans, we can say it's from Romans chapter 1 until Romans chapter 3, it is the wrath of God. You know, that's not something we talk about a lot in the church today. That might not seem like the most uplifting message, but friends, I tell you, when we really understand what God's wrath is, and when we really understand how God saved us from his wrath, it actually does encourage us because we realize how amazing it is to be a child of God. How amazing it is that God uh, that God chose to save us, that Jesus died to take the price to so that the wrath of God could be poured out on him so that it does not have to be poured out on us. You know, if we don't ever talk about the wrath of God and we just say, oh, God loves you, God loves you, we cheapen what salvation was about. Salvation cost God greatly. And to see how great salvation costs God, we need to understand the wrath of God. Actually, that's what I was going to talk about in a couple minutes. I wanted to get through our themes first, so I jumped just a little bit ahead of myself. But yeah, the first section is the wrath of God, the first three chapters. Uh, The second section will be the righteousness of God. That will be Romans chapter 4 until Romans chapter 7. We'll be talking about how we can truly be made righteous. So after looking sort of at the bad news of God's wrath, although it's not all bad news because Jesus overcame it. But, you know, we start on the wrath, and we'll spend a couple weeks there, but then we're going to look at the righteousness of God, the blessed life that God wants us to live, that God empowers us to live through faith in Jesus. The Section 3 is the victorious life. That's going to be Romans chapter 8 and You know, out of all the chapters in the Bible, out of the whole scripture, I hope it's okay to say that I have a favorite chapter. I I think that's okay with God to say that one chapter is my favorite, and that would be Romans 8. I love Romans 8. From the start to the end, it is so chock full of precious promises from God and also instruction on how God wants us to live a victorious life. So that's section 3. Section 4 is from Romans chapter 9 to 11. We call that the election of God. What does it mean when God elects us to salvation? What does it mean free will and, you know, God's predestination? How do they interact? How do they intersect? It's a huge theological topic. And, you know, on this podcast, we keep more to encouragement and practical living. But we will delve into the theology a little bit when we get to that section. And then uh, the fifth section is living in the kingdom. From Romans chapter 12 until Romans chapter 16, we see what it means to live in the kingdom of God. But then that brings us back to Romans uh, chapter 1 and looking at the wrath 
of God. As I was saying at the beginning just now, the first three chapters of Romans do focus on God's wrath that has come down and will come down against all unrighteousness and all sin. Studying these chapters, I believe, can give us a balanced view of the character and nature of God. We often want to think only of God wanting to bless and prosper humanity, and it's true, that is his heart for all humanity, is to bless and to prosper and to see life and not death. God does always want to bless us, but yet he also is a God who hates sin and his wrath is against it. And for those who refuse to repent, for those who refuse to turn from their sin, they do not look forward to the blessing of God. It is the wrath of God that it will be their destiny if they don't repent, no matter how dark you are, no matter how far you've fallen. If you will turn, the Lord will give you grace and mercy. But if you refuse him, you are subject to his wrath. So we're going to spend some time looking in Romans five truths about the wrath of God. But I want to ask you, when you think of Jesus, what picture comes to your mind? You know, we often picture the smiling shepherd. We may picture the gentle man with little children uh, playing with him and, uh, you know, Jesus loving the little children. And all of that's very true. But there's another aspect to the character of God that too often we downplay, and that is his wrath. We can define the wrath of God this way. It's his continuous outflowing of divine anger against all unrighteousness expressed in the repayment of suitable vengeance on the sinner. His continuous outflowing of divine anger against all unrighteousness. We serve a God who has a continuous righteous anger against sin, against perversion, against mockery, and against blasphemy. And you know, this wrath is an innate part of God's character and goodness. What kind of God would not be angry against perversion, molestation, lying? Only a God who was uncaring and unjust. God must hate sin. He must hate evil in order to truly be good. And we cannot just distinguish between big and little sins. All sin is an offense against God. It's an offense against his nature, and it brings his holy wrath. In the life of Jesus, you know, I asked you, what picture do you see? The smiling shepherd, the gentle one, all good pictures. But how about this story, John 2, 13? Now the Passover of the Jews was at hand, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. And he found in the temple those who sold oxen and sheep and doves, and the money changers doing business. When he had made a whip of cords, he drove them all out of the temple, with the sheep and the oxen, and poured out the changers' money, and overturned the tables. And he said to those who sold doves, Take these things away. Do not make my father's house a house of merchandise. Can you imagine Jesus doing this? We often picture him just as soft, just as smiling, just as, you know, stretching out his arms towards us. But here, Jesus takes a whip of cords and he starts whipping the moneylenders. He starts whipping those who are trying to turn God's house into a place to, of making money, into a place of cheating others. His righteous anger was stirred against those who would turn his father's house into a place of cheating and theft and money making. That's a, that was the wrath of God. Jesus doesn't have wrath just because he loses his temper like you or me may have. But Jesus has a righteous anger, and when he sees things that go against his nature, go against the nature of God, there is wrath. And even in his earthly body, he made that whip 
That gives us a picture of God's wrath. We are going to dive so much deeper into this. We're going to answer some of the objections. We're going to look and see how we can balance our God who is loving and merciful, and he absolutely is, together with his hatred for sin. You don't want to miss it on the 8-Minute Devotion. Thank you for listening to the 8-Minute Devotion. Please subscribe, rate, and review the podcast wherever you listen to or watch it. And email us at the8minutedevotion at gmail.com with any questions or comments. May God bless you.